Sounds of the kitchen. Is that sizzling? Hear the noise of this um, garlic puree opening. Oh, it's pretty quiet, but I think I think the eagle-eared viewers all <laughs> the eagle-eared viewers. So we're here in the kitchen today. Yeah. Trying a new thing. What are you making? I'm making a, a hot sauce for for some falafel later. Wow. And also just generally to have around the house. You know what I mean? Just have some good hot sauce. It's episode four. Woo! <laughs> Man, of the fucking end episode deep. four hot sauce. Um, this episode's brought to you by Frank's Red. <laughs> it's not. I'm making a stock. Nice. I'm gonna add to the hot sauce. Oh, that's a good noise. That's me stirring a veg stock. Oh, veg stock here. Mm. Nice, nice, nice. Welcome to the Poetry at ND Podcast. Podcast. Nice. 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 Look at that. This is episode four. It starts off with You're Beautiful by Jack McMillan. Oh, does it? Yeah. Nice. What do you think about that? Have you got any words? Any? Well, uh, initially I thought you were just calling me beautiful whilst I was doing this. <laughs> and then I made sense of the sentence and was like, oh, well, you know, it's still good. Have you got anything to add about your poem? That's like a any cover. Any words? Insights. That's like a cover of... Um, of a Simon Artemidge poem. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's it. What's the Simon Artemidge poem called? Um, no, I don't know. But I'll insert it now. That's too much. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then you can cut it right. <laughs> I've never had fun on me. Uh, then we've also got um, Too Much Fucking Shit To Do by Oliver Pist. Oh, yeah. Beating the Air by Rhea Smart. Taboo by Grey Cosby, Buttercup by me, Sam Small, and Notes from the Commonwealth of Virginia by Megan Jeanette. Nice. And that's our that's our episode four. Whoa. That's it. That's gonna be banging. Yeah, uh-huh, it is gonna be banging. Great. We're we're running out of recordings from actual indies as lockdown continues. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. So we're gonna have to think of something. Get some people to send in some recordings. Oh yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to. We'll have to work around it somehow. However, until then, do you know the name of the Simon Artich's poem yet? I was. I was. I was leaving some some time there for you to. Hey Siri, what's the name of that Simon Artich poem? I found this on the web. Yeah, it's based on a poem called I Found This on the Web by Simon Armitage. (laughs) But that's our episode four. I hope you enjoy it. If you do want to support us, you can subscribe to a speculative subscription. We run the speculative subscription service where we send out one book of poetry every month to your door. And you can get a book of poetry sent directly to you with free postage and packaging. We do a new book every month. It's a great time and it's run by us at speculativebooks.net. If you want to find out more, you can go to speculativebooks.net and subscribe to have one book of poetry sent direct to your door every month. But without further ado, are you ready? It's called You're Beautiful. You're Beautiful! Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's like what my one's called too. <laughs>
Man, it's almost as if you thought of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, right. Cool. Anyway, here's a poem that I wrote. You are beautiful because you gave the rest of your amber leaf to that guy on Hope Street. I am ugly because I gave the finger to that bus driver. You are coffee because you can go to the gym and withstand three days without sleep. I am sleeping tablets because I often fail to deliver on what I have promised. <laughs> you are solar panels because you turn off the water when you brush your teeth. I am a coal plant because I think that recycling is a government conspiracy. <laughs> You're a silent disco. I'm a pair of broken headphones. You're a spelling bee. I'm a dyslexic wasp. <laughs> You're a silent disco. I'm a pair of broken headphones. You're a spelling bee. I am a dyslexic wasp. You are jam because you are sweet and enjoyable. I am butter because I am often overspread and unsure of where I should keep myself. <laughs> you are smoking because you take cocaine and then have good chat. I am vaping because I'm currently in the bathroom, convincing myself I do not need an ambulance. <laughs> You're a silent disco, I'm a pair of broken headphones. You're a spelling bee, I'm a dyslexic wasp. You're a silent disco, I'm a pair of broken headphones. You are a spelling bee, I am a dyslexic wasp. Thank you. Now rattle through one. Okay, because it's the same damn problems old and new. There's too much fucking shit to do. A break for you's long overdue. There's too much fucking shit to do. A work a promotion to pursue. There's too much fucking shit to do. There's no time for illness like the flu. There's too much fucking shit to do. So narrow now is your field of view. There's too much fucking shit to do. The mounting debt's tormenting you. There's too much fucking shit to do. Swallow chunks, no time to chew. There's too much fucking shit to do. Hold in that fart, don't follow through. There's too much fucking shit to do. Fast food's fine, no cordon blue. There's too much fucking shit to do. I'll get around to keep fit and train Kung Fu. There's too much fucking shit to do. I'll book an appointment and finish that tattoo. There's too much fucking shit to do. There's half drawn art all over you. There's too much fucking shit to do. It's like a panda in the zoo. He's got fucking shit to do. His species will die unless they screw, but he's got fucking shit to do. Like, sit on his ass and chew bamboo. <laughs> too much fucking shit to do. Finished, finally. Fuck a doodle do. Those long hours now are through. Relax and let the corporate media subdue. From the web of lies you can't unglue. It's all reality TV and celebrities selling shampoo. New show propaganda that's simply not true. Advertising jingles that brainwash you. UWE don't spell sheep, it spells you. Your role in life you misconstrue. Your whole life you've just sauntered through. Obsequious as they control you and you don't have a fucking clue. You have too much shit to do. Too busy to reflect, I'll put your life into review. As if you were being interviewed by Louis Farouk. Discuss the part it might be deemed taboo but then all of a sudden and out of the blue your coronary arteries clog up like glue like a fatal action that you can't undo that overloads your CPU and there's no one around to come and help you because they've got too much shit to do and now you're up shit creek with no paddle and no canoe <laughs> and your final thought as you bid the world adieu, no more fucking shit to do. 
resurrected. Resurrected. Okay. Okay, this one is about public transport. Kind of, and alcohol and a lot of things, so. Um, Kane tries to hold a weep in. Ready to release a hot flush of tears presses to his skin. And on the top deck, each creek up above unhinges all that was stable in his head. The pain gnaws through him, a cause unknown to him. And he can hardly breathe now. His torso quivers, rattling its cage. He can hardly see now, a deep stab at the top of every breath he takes. And on this bus, he looks slightly off as a member of the public. Among many side glances, a woman with pity on her face thinks to ask this man Cain if he is okay, but she ought not to be rude, besides it's not her place. So she looks down, her eyes clawed to the ground, nodding his tears were suspicious anyway, I'm just trying to keep myself safe. And in prayer for a disaster that everyone can see, just a noticing of feeling, Cain's green eyes detest the windows and the armrests for the gift of a head rested on them. Cause he longs for a touch, but there are none tender to submit to, no, no one. No trusting him without sickly tight talk first and that small talk pales in comparison to his heart. And so Cain's plea is met by shrugs and shuffling of feet. And with our suits ironed and our hair straightened and our lips tightened, the humane to Cain is so silent. But it's Friday and Glasgow's sluggish orgy awaits, where wounds are treated with acidic taste and blue eyes blacken and all eyes sway. But at least we will all look Cain straight in his face. So just have one, oh sorry, not finished yet. Um, so just have one drink, mate. What else are you gonna do? This is how the country bonds, this is how we open our mouths. But see, Ken shouldn't drink, no he really cannot drink. But it's recommended he socialise. And his mates know he'll get through this till it's a mere twitch in his eye. They know his mind is best kept disguised, for he is Glaswegian and his pain is pint-sized. Um, so I'm going to do one more poem. Uh, it's very much not on theme for happiness or food or anything, uh, but it is a fairly new poem and it makes me really happy because I've not been writing new poetry for a while. Um, so I'm very happy to have a new poem. Uh, yeah, and yeah, that's that, cool. <laughs> Amanda has binned the excuses. She's scrubbed off the words gross and disgusting because actually she quite likes it. She likes having sex on her period. <laughs> Kira 
does it on her lighter days only. In the shower usually, where any traces of shame are rinsed away and swallowed by the drain. Meanwhile, Carrie loves how her nerve endings are extra sensitive on the days that she's heaviest. Susie, too, knows the benefits. Chooses to fight those cramps with orgasms instead of paracetamol and swaps out hot water bottles for the warm press of skin. And Audrey, she's been trying to conceive for years, so takes her chances. Dares to hope on that slim risk of pregnancy her teachers warned her about. Scout and her girlfriend now quite like the aftermath. How their skin is finger painted and strokes and gasp grabs, their bedsheet a canvas dashed with different shapes of womanly. As for Benny, it's his least favourite time of the month because men's toilets don't have the right kind of bins for him and pads don't fit on boxers. Those six days, he hates himself that bit harder. But in bed, Tom, his partner, separates knees, string in his teeth, eases that cotton free, unfazed enough for both of them and loves him in all the same ways. She loves how she's the only one who knows that shade of red on her wife's lips. How it's shared in a kiss and smeared on the back of their fists. Meanwhile, Nina, she fucks Aisha as a fuck you because there's no taboo in her body. Not when it's her blood, her stubbled legs, her curves, her body hair tangled in her fingers. They're bedding like a crime scene where misogyny was murdered. Deborah has long since given up feeling ashamed. June wants the kind of love that leaves behind stains. Lou plays it safe. They use condoms and prep. And Jeanette... She doesn't like period sex, so chooses not to do it, and that's fine too. But for the third of the population who are sexually active who do, why is it that when pulses have slowed, hair flattened, clothes straightened, why is it that the passion and love and fun and just general indifference towards periods and sex while on them is so often left behind under cooling duvies or tucked away between soap bottles and sponges or lost down the side of the sofa. It's blood that flushed those cheeks, bloods that makes our hearts beat. Why is there still all this stigma? Thank you. time to write a poem today um, because I slept in. Um, I didn't have time to write a poem today because uh, I got this new sh soap and I was having an extra long shower. 
I don't have time to write a poem today because I smell great. I didn't have time to write a poem today because I was waiting an hour for inspiration but then none came and then I waited another three hours for inspiration but it still didn't come. I didn't have a po- I didn't have time to write a poem today because I was drunk yesterday. I didn't have time to write a poem today because I was hungover this morning. I didn't write a poem because I'm drunk now. I didn't write a poem because I went for a run. I didn't write a poem because I had this really I- good idea for a poem and I tried to write it but it didn't work out and that put me in a bad mood because I've been saving this idea up for ages. It was about this cow, a cow that has anxiety and all the other cows are just being cows but Daisy the cow is terrified that someone's going to push her over because milkshake just disappeared last week so did this other cow but I couldn't think of another good name for that other cow peaked too early with milkshake I mean milkshake best name for a fucking cow ever right um, but anyway, the cows keep does. In fact, it doesn't matter because I didn't write the poem. I don't, I don't have time to write a poem today because I've got to do the dishes. I didn't write a poem today because I've got to put a wash on. I didn't write a poem today because I've got to clean the bathroom. But I didn't clean the bathroom and I didn't do the dishes and I didn't put a wash on and I don't smell that nice and I do have time. And Buttercup, Buttercup is a great name for a cow. In fact, you could call a cow whatever you wanted, like Brian or Susan or Peter or Sean or Michelle, all great names for cows right there. I didn't write a poem today because I was worried that what I was going to write wouldn't be good enough. And that's not a good way to go about writing a poem. That's not a good way to do anything. Maybe I will write a poem today or maybe I won't. Cheers. And I've got one more that felt like it fits the sort of political feeling of the day. Um, So in the United States, I don't know about here, but every state has its own motto. And Virginia's motto is Six Semper Tyrannis, which is thus always to tyrants. And our flag is a woman standing on the dead body of a man that she's just killed. So it's kind of cool. Um, so, and I wrote this poem after I had a, uh, like, I quit, you're fired sort of moment with a boss that I really hated. So there's a lot of anger in here. Uh, but it's called Notes from the Commonwealth of Virginia. We know who you are, us humans, who you call blue collar, vassals, artists, upstarts. We are the dirt beneath your toes. But here's a secret from a redneck. The dirt never goes away. No matter how hard you scrub, how thoroughly you clean, you can't get rid of us all. The silt of us will cover every surface of your new money, no class mansion. You'll breathe us in the air that surrounds your expensive reminders of how great you are. Our necks may be red from the sun, our hands calloused from work, our voices raw from the collars you've tried to choke us with. But time and again, we have created our independence, wrestled it back from you in our bars and boardrooms and souls. And don't worry, when we're throwing something at you, you'll know because we'll hit you. (laughs) We may be slow to anger, but we never miss. We don't just scorch our earth, we set it aflame, burn daylight. We call to our ranks Nat Turner, Crazy Horse, Alice Paul, our founding son Jefferson, who took our words and immortalized them, a warning shot across history. Are you listening? Do you hear us? Do you understand? These are words from a Virginian, Six Semper Tyrannus. These are words from the world, thus always to tyrants.